Matt, we are recording. I pressed the red button. You should know. Is that like is that like the Trump nuke button or? Uh, it might as well be. <laughs> hey man, North Korea is like maybe gonna stop being stupid. I'm that all, I'm all that, for good that, things that happen. That ain't happening. <laughs> hey man, you, you are you are such a thief of joy. Like anytime something good in the world could happen, you like you know poo poo it right I'm away. I'm just What's a realist. I just know that that's not real. And I understand skepticism. I'm just saying <laughs> that's that's not the, real life. That's, this that's is a potentially good thing. Let's not take a dump on it until there's a reason to. Anyway, we're here to talk about something else, though. Yeah, we're here to talk about <laughs> Rampage. Remember Rampage? Dude, Rampage was awesome. Uh, yeah. The so um, as I'm sure many people know, there was a movie based on the video game Rampage, um, released last week, and we're here to talk about it. Um, and we're going to talk about the game and the, the, and you know, our memories of the game. Um, so, uh, Rampage, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a pretty popular arcade game. Um, and they made games on and off through, I think, 2006. Um, so it's, it's interesting that we're just now getting a movie um uh but um we'll talk about the games in a in a minute um but uh Matt you want to know a little bit about the history of this video game Dude I actually do yeah <laughs> Okay <laughs> um well well uh for people that might not know um Rampage the game was essentially a uh a sp- you know it was it was a spoof of you know giant monster movies so you would play as um you could pick one out of three characters and uh you have Lizzie the giant lizard um which is you know your Godzilla stand in you have George the ape who is your kong stand in and you have your um uh Ralph the wolf who is just a giant wolf <laughs> Not much of a stand-in for anything. Uh, Wolfman, I guess? But I don't know. But um, And you, you choose one of these three monsters, and you walk through the city, and your goal is to destroy lots of buildings, destroy lots of tanks, eat people. Um, and that was essentially the game. Uh, and um, the storyline... Of the game, like I said, everything it's a, it's you know kind of spoof of spoof. So everything is broad, cartoony. Um, the humor is, you know, it has a kind of a mean spirited um, uh, sort of um, really outlandish sense of humor to it. Um, and the story is um, these monsters are actually people that were transformed one way or another. Um, whether it's bathing in a toxic lake or, you know, being some kind of genetic experiment or something. But people get turned into these monsters and tear up the city. Uh, and when you are defeated, you know, you shrink back down into your human form uh, and you're a little naked human covering your uh, your <laughs> private parts and you kind of scooch sideways, <laughs> you know, off the screen 
and then um, if you continue, you ride bl- back in on a blimp <laughs> that drops you right back <laughs> into the. You in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's it's a uh, cartoony and 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 weird, um, you know, kind of a uh, kind of a you know broad comedy. Um, but uh, it was created by these uh, guys, uh, Brian Colin and Jeff uh, Nauman. I guess that's how you would say his name, maybe. Um, but um, neither of whom were, were big. I, I just listened to an interview with Brian Colin on the Sci-Fi Wire podcast, which is where I got a lot of this information. Um, and, um, you know, they they really weren't fans of arcade games. They didn't like that, you know, arcade games were competitive, uh, you know, they were about achieving these high scores. They wanted to make something that was so simple uh, that it could be, you know, a two-player game and there is no real wrong way to play it. Um, you know, it would be simple. You would just walk through and destroy things, and that's it. Um, and so there's no wrong way to play, you know, meaning, I mean, if you're two players, I mean, you got you can fight each other a little bit, or you can work together and just take down as many buildings as possible. It didn't matter. Um, you know, but their goal was something that would make the player happy enough to keep putting quarters in the machine. Um, and uh, Midway were hesitant. They they disliked the idea of playing as monsters, first and foremost, which is like a weird um, thing, but you do think about it a lot. Uh, I think you get that with movie studios, too. I remember, um, like, if you've ever heard Guillermo del Toro talk about all the trouble he had making a Hellboy movie, you know, everyone was like, well, the monster's a good guy? Like, can't he be played by Vin Diesel and turn into Hellboy whenever he wants? I mean, that, that's something they actually said to him, and he's like, I, no. You know, so there's a weird hesitancy <laughs> with, you know, things like that. So, you know, they, they weren't fans of that idea, and um, because, you know, they were like, well, you're playing as the bad guys, you know? But that's also kind of what made Rampage an interesting game that kind of broke some barriers. You know, you look at something like Grand Theft Auto or something now, where the whole premise is you're a a criminal (laughs) or something and you're just causing chaos. You know, Rampage was really kind of, you know, the the grandfather of that kind of game uh, gameplay. Um, But also, I mean, with with the concept, uh, it's, it's an ambitious concept and i mean back then we're looking at the early 80s early to mid 80s where i mean you know games weren't really made for a lot of money and it didn't really have the best technology around and you know resources were really limited um but brian colin got the the ball rolling he he ended up taking the idea above his superior um because i guess midway had some sort of open door policy who did like it and um they had a small team of developers who worked on the game. I mean, honestly, I think it's something like it's probably like less than ten people responsible for this game. Um, and uh, you know, they worked around a lot of those technological problems. Um, some examples that he spoke about on this podcast um, about that, like when the buildings would fall, and you know, you have the the little dust clouds everywhere that covered up like some glitchy animation with the way the buildings fell. Um, They couldn't make the cities look too different, so that's where the idea came to just name them all. So, you know, uh, you could be in 
one in one city and then you go to the next and they they're gonna look almost the same but you know that would give the player an idea of like okay i'm in washington dc now you know even though it looks the same as wherever they just were um and even for the monsters for uh like for ralph for instance um you know they they wanted to have another monster to make you know the most use out of what they had but you know they couldn't make another character you know so they just used the same sprite they had for george but they recolored it and put a wolf head on it um and uh you know um as much work as that was it sounds like something that he remembered very fondly and had a good time with and he talked about how um like george lizzie and ralph are actually uh him he's like at the beginning when they show like their human counterpart uh he he's george uh his wife is lizzie and um and the other creator is Ralph. And I don't know, they just kind of um, were underdogs and kind of rose above that and made this classic arcade game, which <clears throat> as simple of a concept as it was, I was never the best at Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was, it was kind of hard, but I, I also think some of that is because like, it's excruciatingly long. Like it's it's a hundred and some cities yeah, that you go through. Like if you if you beat Rampage, you're playing for like you're playing all day basically, <laughs> and you're playing the same, basically doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Which yeah, for an arcade game that where you just want to put quarters in, uh, that's not the worst idea. But do people like even remember putting quarters in arcade games? I mean, I do because <laughs> I'm old, but. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh Ram- rampage is awesome man yeah i i had it for uh nintendo and uh, honestly i think i might have been familiar with rampage before i was ever familiar with godzilla or king kong or or, or anything like that and i remember um you know playing it at the kid down the street's house um i remember getting the nintendo game and uh, I think a lot of those memories occurred before I ever watched a Godzilla movie. Um, I was familiar with Godzilla and King Kong because, I mean, they're cultural icons. And so I knew what the game was getting at. Like, okay, here, you know, this is, you know, Godzilla and King Kong type game. But I, I think I knew the, the game more um, before I knew those characters really well. <clears throat> um. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I have pretty fond memories of playing Rampage. Uh, for me, like I said, it was just like, you know, getting tired to get, you know, what always bothered me is like, you get shot and you fall off a building and like, you have to go all the way back up. Uh, <laughs> that was always frustrating to me. I think the thing that I remember a lot is, uh, <laughs> when you would like punch the building and there'd be like the naked lady taking a shower that would like. Yeah, pull the yeah. curtain or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I mean, uh, that's that's also kind of what I meant when I was saying, like, no, the sense of humor is a little mean spirited, but I think that's part of what makes Rampage what it is. Um, it's pretty sometimes funny, you, yeah. yeah, sometimes you'd walk, you'd uh, there'd be a guy on a toilet, and it would the toilet would like spray water in your face, um, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, dude, dude, I had the Nintendo version, which didn't have Ralph the Wolf. Um, and I mean, I I was too young to be going to arcades, so um, 
I didn't even know there was a Ralph the Wolf until I was a little older. Um, and I ended up going to, you know, the arcades and seeing the arcade version, being like, what? There's a wolf? You know, but um, for me, it was always, you know, you could pick George or Lizzie. Yeah, I mean, I I, I pretty much uh, have a very similar experience with Rampage. I remember the Nintendo version of the game pretty fondly, but I will say that it it became it becomes long in the tooth because it's it's very much the same thing over and over again. Like you're climbing, punching buildings multiple times, getting shot, um, you know, eating people, stuff like that. And it's fun, but the concept kind of wears thin after a while. But like for what it was, it's it's I mean, it's a neat game. And it's amazing to me how many sequels to the game were actually made. Oh yeah, I I mean, I didn't even know there were as many as there were. I mean, I knew there were a few. Um but I didn't know there were as many as there were until, you know, I, I was, you know, reading about stuff, you know, to talk about on this podcast. Um, it's funny, though, um, the podcast I was listening to with the creator, <laughs> he said, like, have you ever beaten the game or seen anyone beat the game or, like, know how the game ends? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I like I said, I never paid attention to... I never got that far in the game because I was like, uh, I fell off the building again. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm going to go play something. Else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, but it's actually hilarious because um, uh, one of the things that made them want to like do another one later on was the fact that the game didn't have an ending. Like literally, you beat, you go through all the cities. Like, but he was saying like people were pissed about it. Like sending them like hate mail and everything. Like. <laughs> Of course they were. Literally all that happens, you, you, you go, you've gone through like nearly 200 cityscapes, you've been playing all day, and all that happens when you beat it is the monster turns to the camera and like grins, and it says congratulations, and then the game just starts over. <laughs> so what you're telling me is it's basically Evangelion? Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> like, the, and the, then the game just starts over. Like, there's no real, like, payoff. <laughs> uh... Which yeah, is that... funny because I mean the the whole I, the whole idea of the game was they pretty much wanted to make a game that like had no point you know you just smash buildings, uh, but yeah it literally ended up having no point. Yeah, man. Uh, I like Rampage. I liked Monsters. It's but like I said, I think if I had got to the end of that game and that happened, I'd probably be a little annoyed too. Yeah. Um. But uh, but then, um, <clears throat> so I guess in the 90s, after Midway had the success with Mortal Kombat, you know, and really trying to get the rest of their, <clears throat> uh, you know, get more things out there, they approached them about doing a, another Rampage game, and that was Rampage World Tour. Um, and that, is one of the reasons they really wanted to do that was they had more money now, uh, more resources, and they could have... Uh, they could utilize those to really kind of deliver a lot more than what the first uh, game had to offer. So, um, so uh, not only did they were they able to make a, a game with an ending, but um, uh, they were really able to kind of go all out there and make you know do more with the cities, make them more unique. Um, you know, they could uh, you know get crazy i mean um like in these sequel games like they they just go nuts i mean uh you you end up on the moon 
Um, you can go to hell and eat Hitler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's just there's just all kinds of stuff that you can do that you you know they didn't have the resources to do back then. Um, however, I mean the gameplay itself and the general concept is kind of the same. You know, as technology advanced, you know. They would start using 3D models and, you know, um, you know, you could, you know, do more walking around in the in the cities and stuff. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, they they did a lot more um, like they really amped up the humor. Uh, I mean, Rampage is basically like a cracked magazine or mad magazine version of Kaiju, you know, and. So um, one of the games, you know, the premise was, you know, this scum soda company was testing a new soda and everyone that drank it turned into monsters. And so, I mean, it was stuff like that. I mean, it's think about, you know, um, if you want to talk about movies, think about like Mars Attacks or something like that. I mean, that was Rampage. Um, uh, But yeah, so then they did Rampage uh, 2, Universal Tour. Um, uh, World Tour was available on PlayStation. Uh, Universal Tour was on PlayStation and 64. Um, then they did Rampage Through Time um, on PlayStation. Uh, there was a puzzle game, like think like Dr. Mario or Tetris, called Rampage Puzzle Attack. Um, and then for um, <clears throat> PlayStation 2, uh, um, GameCube, that uh, era you had rampage total destruction in 2006 and that was the most recent one um they added a lot more monsters i mean so there were giant lobsters there was a uh, you know giant cyclops giant rhinos uh rats and you know all all kinds of stuff i mean by the time uh rampage total or yeah total destruction came out i mean there was like an unnecessary amount of monsters to pick from to play as like so um so so that's that's the games really um uh the only one of the sequels i ever played was uh world tour i think um i maybe it was universal tour i don't know it was it was one of the playstation ones and um i rented it and i was like ooh a new rampage they did that and you know i played it it was it was Rampage, but with PlayStation graphics, it was fun, and I took it back to the video store, and that was that. But, um, you know, that that's about as much as my um, Rampage game experience goes. Do you Did you ever play any of these other ones? Like, I want to say maybe at a friend's house, but I, I specifically just remember the, the Nintendo version of the game. That, to me, is the quintessential, like, Rampage game. And uh, I don't. I think at that point, like I was playing other stuff, like uh, you know, GoldenEye, and then um, like Zelda for sixty four. Yeah, yeah. You know, Turok. Yeah, like I, at that time, I was um, you know knee deep in Metal Gear Solid and Tomb Raider and Resident Evil and stuff like that. Did so. you ever play Silent Hill? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't have that, but I rented it. I mean, it's just basically like a Resident Evil kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, I love that game. I just, yeah. I um, because like there's multiple endings and stuff. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, Silent Hill was good. Um, so that's the games. Um, the movie that we're going to talk about took a pretty different approach to the material. 
some of which might be understandable, some of which is completely baffling. Um, but we're, we're going to get into that in our review. And um, Matt, um, let's talk about Rampage the movie. So, I mean, give us some background on it and we'll, we'll, we'll start talking. Um, so this movie has been, had been in development since 2011. Um, and actually WB had bought Midway Games, who owned Rampage way back in 2009. So flash forward from 2011 to 2015, and it was put into pre-production with The Rock. Um, and he was, so, so he was reteaming with Brad Payton, who had directed uh, Journey 2 and San Andreas. Um, when Payton was pitched to direct a film... He dismissed the idea of the original game storyline of people transforming into giant monsters, and he said it was too ridiculous and <laughs> said not grounded enough, and I'm doing the air quotes that nobody can see, but um, basically with that, it's a, it's a starting point. <laughs> I just point. wish I could be like in that meeting. Like, okay. No, nah, we can't do that. <laughs> Rampage, the video game. We want to make a movie. It's about these people that turn into monsters. So what? How dare you? <laughs> you know, that's too, that's just too goofy, sir. Who are you? Uh, Get well, out of my that, office. That's with just that too, in mind. That, 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 that's just, that's too silly for a Rampage movie, okay? That's just too silly. Uh, with that in mind, uh, they decided to make a plot that was insistent on being very science-based, Bird. Do you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that they tried. <laughs> uh um yeah w i have so many questions about this film with that with that approach there's so many things it, we'll get there anyway so here is your basic uh i'm gonna do a cliff nose version of the plot um so this movie starts in space of all places and a couple quick facts this space station is apparently owned by inner Energene, which is the uh basically the, the main villainous company behind everything and on this uh, research space station, we are quickly thrown into a scenario where a laboratory rat has been mutated and is now basically human size. It's wrecked the interior of this of the ship or the satellite or whatever it is, and it's killed everyone but one of the crew members. This crew member is trying to get to her escape pod, and for some reason she can't. She calls like down into the uh, the the boss or whatever the energine. And they lock her out remotely of the escape hatch, and they basically say, hey, if you don't get the research we sent you up there for and bring it with you, you're not going to come back. So she begrudgingly goes through the ship. She grabs these three canisters, and she goes back to her escape hatch uh, just in the nick of time because as she departs in her escape pod towards Earth, uh, the rat thing jumps on the, like, the glass, and you see everything blow up. But in the in the explosion there, that damages her escape pod, which then explodes upon reentry into the Earth's atmosphere. And the three canisters are thrown across various parts of the U.S. Uh, one going to the Everglades, where it's consumed by a crocodile. One to Wyoming, um, where you also get the uh, well, you get a wolf that basically is exposed to this pathogen. And then San Diego, where George's, uh, which is, he is the gorilla that we were talking about um, from the game, except this time he is actually like a gray-white color, I guess. Is that the best way to describe that bird? Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> uh, so Davis is the rock. That's the rock's character. He's basically the caretaker for the, uh, for the gorilla, George. He actually rescued it, we learned in a, in a flashback from uh, poachers. He's a former U.S. Uh, Special Forces soldier, and he was in charge of their anti-poaching unit. Um, 
So as this canister hits and explodes in the, um, I guess the, the place they keep all the gorillas and stuff, the, uh, George is exposed to it. He grows huge and he becomes very aggressive, which is unlike him. In the meantime, we're introduced to Kate Caldwell, who's basically a genetic engineer. We learned that she formerly worked for Energine. She was the one that developed this pathogen. It was supposed to be something that she could use to cure her brother's like cancer, I guess. However, the company um, was using it to somehow mutate animals and they were trying to basically take genes isolate them for specific purposes like for example it's stated in this film that all three monsters have the ability to use a bat sonar um so they they try to isolate specific genes and they're trying to weaponize it basically to sell it off for money so that is the purpose of energine um in the meantime we have this villainous um company that is sending out like special forces to track down the wolf because they they realize where the canister has landed they are killed off by the wolf in a pretty neat scene. Um, then you have flash forward later on. We learn uh, we have Negan from The Walking Dead, and I only refer to him as Negan because he literally talks and acts the exact same way that he does in that. <laughs> show. Would, you, would you agree with that? Oh yeah, this isn't. Uh, I mean, the credits say Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's a fine actor, uh, but this feels more like they called Negan the character and asked if he want if they asked him this feels like hey does negan want to come and play a government agent it's not like they talked to jeffrey dean morgan they talked to his character from the walking dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you, you have so claire wyden and her brother brett they are the basically the, the main villains behind Energene, and what they want to do is they want to for whatever reason draw these monsters um to like chicago and they have this tower and they have at the top of the tower this thing that can send out this signal that will uh, basically specifically make the monsters with the sonar ability that i mentioned earlier come to the city and their whole plan is hey while we do this the military will kill them and we'll be able to get our screwed up research that was blown up in space just by carving up the monster's body and, and basically getting away with it so they do that. The monsters come and converge on the city. In the meantime, there's a couple military engagements, which are pretty neat. The monsters fight. Um, eventually, you have a pretty interesting scene in a callback to the film where uh, George picks up <laughs> the the, villain, uh, the the woman and like eats her, which is a straight up callback to the film. And then her brother gets crushed under some debris, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, yeah, and I mean the monsters fight. And people die, slash maybe not die. I don't know. Um, that's that's pretty much the whole thing, man. The monsters fight, and the uh, the Rock and George leave. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I'm like, dude, it's it's one a.m. and I'm delirious at this point. So I know there's a uh, there, there's a one thing I forgot to mention where the military, of course, wants to level the entire city by dropping uh, a Moab bomb, the mother of all bombs, on the city, and the whole point is. George is supposed to kill the other two monsters before that happens. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, um, <clears throat> that's Rampage. Um, was it? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, well, it's a movie called Rampage. Um, I guess, uh, um, so, yeah, there's, there's some, some fun pieces of trivia. So, um, the creator, Brian Cullen, he has a cameo in the movie. Um, uh, the, 
uh, ending. Uh, it was mandated by The Rock <laughs> that they have a yeah. happy ending uh, because he just felt his fans couldn't deal with a, <laughs> with a sad ending uh, where, you know, George dies. He was like, no, I, my fans, they won't be able to take it. I'll be traumatized for life. Uh, a pretty accurate paraphrase, actually, what he <laughs> so said. It might, yeah, really. <laughs> Um, the red dress that Malin Ackerman's character wears, uh, it looks a lot like Corella DeVille, but it's actually a callback to, like you said, Matt, it, that's a callback to the game, um, the woman, uh, it's the same dress that, um, that the woman in the game wears that you can eat. Um, uh, the decision to make George an albino was done to distance him from, you know, uh, the new King Kong films, um, which is odd because the son of Kong had white fur, so... Anyone that actually remembers the son of Kong might scratch their head. Man, ain't nobody remembers son of Kong. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, also, the rat at the beginning is a nod to the giant monster uh, uh, rat, Larry, who was in the original Rampage only for the Atari Lynx version, which I guess had more space, so they decided to have another character. Um, if you don't know what the Atari Lynx is, it was a home game console that didn't last very long, but it was like, you know, the Atari's competitor to like, you know, Nintendo and Sega and all that. Um, so I don't know, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start with the review part here. Um, uh, this is another one of those movies, <laughs> my overall thoughts are, you know, it's... It's fun enough that, you know, you can watch it and not be upset that you watched it, but it, it's just really dumb. Um, and it's a movie that really just, on a story level and a script level, is kind of all over the place. Um, it's tonally confused, um, and I think part of that is because they insisted on trying to make this like a hard sci-fi movie a lot of the time. Um, and, um, I mean, so the lights, the lighter stuff works pretty well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure if that was the right approach because it's, it's a movie that, like, it's kind of like, you know a big budget like asylum movie you know it, it the storyline doesn't really make any sense um and the movie doesn't care but unlike those this is a movie that has all this time and all this money and all these resources and it still feels the need to you know have villains that have a plan that makes no sense it's probably the worst plan ever um we'll get into that in a little bit um the Rock, I mean, he's charismatic as always. Um, I like him as like a personality, but as an actor, I don't really, at least from what I've seen, I don't really see why he's such a big deal. I mean, I liked him in in like Pain and Gain, but that's kind of a off brand for him a little bit. Um, as a straight man, he's kind of boring. All the characters are kind of boring, um, and. Uh, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan must have just been filming this on the weekends, like between Walking <laughs> between Walking Dead episodes. Like I can imagine, I was like, waiting for him to like carry his, his uh, bat. Yeah, I was waiting whatever. for him to like bash someone's head in or something. <laughs> but because he's he is Negan, it is the same character. He is just same got, voice, every everything. Yeah, the same. and and you know he does that thing where like he acts with his shoulders, like he's he's always like leaning backwards, like. <laughs> 
I don't Dude, know. He totally is. Yeah, yeah, like he he needs to like see a chiropractor or something. But he's like, and yeah, he just says smarmy stuff that Negan would say. <laughs> it's the same character, pretty much. Um, it's like they called him, and he was like, "Do I have to do anything different from what I'm already doing, like at my day job?" And they're like, "Nah." <laughs> Night. And he's like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> Dude, did you like that part where uh, George like throws him? 25 feet across the plane and like he hits his head and he's fine later on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I think um, the movie tries to like get into all this scientific psycho babble and treat, treat it seriously. But then it, it goes, it'll do something in the opposite direction and be completely silly. And it, it kind of, those two things never really mesh. It's always one or the other. And, um, it doesn't really meet in the middle. And that's probably the most frustrating thing for me. But we'll get into it uh, a little bit when we go more in depth. But um, the monster action is, is is really good and really fun. You know, the actual rampage at the end. Um, but it is at the end. And, um, you know, it, it, there's, not a, there's just not a whole lot going on uh, until then. You know, the stuff that is going on is all you know, about this, you know, genetic engineering company and, you know, all this stuff that really just, I just want to see the monsters fight if you're going to be this dumb about everything. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go a little bit more in depth, but those are kind of my overall thoughts. What about you? Yeah, I mean, um, characters are all very kind of boring there's some jokes and stuff that doesn't oh that don't always land like they try to play up the rock as this guy who hates humans and they do it through this uh, initially this female character that he's that basically is his understudy at the zoo and she's hitting on him and he basically is like yeah i don't like people and then he goes home to his like dogs or something and it's they, they play it up like that, my like, kind of guy well he's like i've seen what humans can do and then he goes into the backstory about um you know, George and how I rescued him from poachers and all this stuff. And then there's like these quips about, oh man, women love this guy. But like, it's just so on the nose. It's not really that funny. Um, the Rock does have some some okay lines later on. And then of course you have Negan doing Negan things. And like all that stuff is, is fine. It gets you from point A to point B. But as you said, we're kind of here to see the monsters. I actually think at about the halfway point is when you start seeing some some action you get ralph with the military engagement and that's actually a pretty cool sequence then you get them then you get ralph and george like going across the country and being attacked at like a was that a quarry or something like that 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 entire thing is pretty neat and the final battle honestly is was just a ton of fun like i enjoyed every second of that yeah um yeah I, i mean i have some nitpicks about it but overall it's it's a really fun uh set piece um but yeah, I, I like it's the that's the it's really just the third act that you get that stuff. Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> speaking of, so I want to talk about these villains for a minute um, because it's like that Jurassic World thing where like they're investing all these like billions of dollars into you know trying to you know, splice all these genes and have these animals take on other characteristics and and stuff. But, like, you could save so much more money and time just doing those experiments on human soldiers. 
Well, okay. Another thing is, why would they do it in space? Like, couldn't they literally go to any remote part well, of the well, world? Yeah, they say they say like, oh, uh, you know, no one can. It's got to be top secret, and it's got to be done with like no, like, uh, you know, no uh, potential for a lot of damage and stuff. But yeah, you could go. There's so many places in the world you could go that they 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 say in the movie they spent billions constructing like satellites and rockets and stuff. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> why yeah and, you could have uh... and then when they do actually get the animals like their plan is to activate a signal at the top of the sears tower or the willis tower i'm sorry that will draw them there and from like different parts of the country to converge there and then the military will just kill them there so they can take their dna what kind of sense does that make did you did you like how, despite the fact that George starts in San Diego, he suddenly be, like meets Ralph in Wyoming and they <laughs> go together? <laughs> it, well, in but like what? I, and like what? I just don't understand that because like it will with Ralph. His introduction is um, for whatever reason this. Uh, genetics company bought like a team of mercenaries i I don't understand why really but they're like okay we'll have him find ralph or them find ralph and that's joe magliano who i don't even know why they bothered casting him because he's only in like in this one scene but uh they track ralph down relatively easily so i mean instead of turning on a signal to just draw three monsters to a populated city why not just hire more mercenaries to go find them? Like, it's clearly not that hard because they found Ralph in, like, five seconds. But remember, their, their stuff had to be secret, so they want to draw them right to their building <laughs> in the middle of the city. And then, like, I also don't understand why they could Because, like, they figure out the plan. They're like, oh, they activated the signal. Like, did the good guys not, like think to like okay we just need to find the signal and turn it off yeah, turn it off yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no instead of doing that we need to carpet bomb all all of Everything. chicago yeah like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense and they know like the funny thing was the fbi knows inner giants behind like they, they divulge pretty early on like oh we know all about them why not just go there and shut them down like what's <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, listen, we're giving. It, it's easy to, to nitpick a movie when, like, we're putting more thought into some of the things that we're saying than they did. But, uh, Bird, I, listen, this we have a quote that you're probably going to get to, but like, I feel like you should read it here because it's so stupid. Uh, well, well, uh, okay, I'll get there in a minute. But my thing is. Um, well, I'll get there in a minute. Uh, so, I mean, we've talked about, you know, your main characters. So, The Rock, you have Naomi Harris, who is um, an ex-Energine employee, who all we know about her is she was trying to f- help find a cure for her dying brother, which is a plot uh, piece that never really comes back, other than just, oh, hey, she has a sad backstory, feel something for her. You know, we don't... You know, there's no real reward. I mean, if if the brother were still alive and she found that cure, it's like, okay, then you'll have a character with an arc. But this movie says, an arc? What's that? Um, but, uh, and, you know, I mean, I don't want people to think I'm like this highfalutin whatever. You know, I understand this is a rampage movie. It's a monster movie. But 
the the thing that bothers me about stuff like that is when it's introduced and there's no payoff to it because if there if you're not going to pay it off you could you could strip the movie down even more bare bones and probably be a little bit more satisfying you know it's the introduction and dropping of plot threads that that's what makes stuff like you know Pacific Rim Uprising and Rampage like that's what takes away from them like if you're not going to bother to pay off these certain things, I don't understand why they're in the script to begin with. You know, there's nothing wrong with making it more simple than it is. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, man, that's, I mean, you're, you're dead on. That's the exact problem with, with these films sometimes is that they, it's like they, they gloss over some of those details and they don't follow them to their logical conclusion. Right. Like, I, I mean, think it, be- obviously they introduce that to give the character some backstory but since nothing else in the movie rewards it, it's a character that, like, since she's already so bland, what's the point of even going, even having that? You know, that could be trimmed. You could have a tighter script, and you could probably trim a few minutes out, even. But it's it's like it's one of those things where it's like you're either you either got to shit or get off the pot. I mean, if you're gonna be <laughs> introducing backgrounds and stuff and just you know, dropping it, then don't do it. You know, make a more simple movie. There's nothing wrong with making a dumb movie simple. You know, you don't have to over-convolute it. And, and I, that's just like the example I'm going off of right now. But the bigger part of that is all the science-y mumbo-jumbo. Um, it's just, it's over-explained, I think. There's a lot of scenes where, you know, they stop. There's literally a scene where Naomi Harris gives an info dump to The Rock, and it's not enough that she just says, like, oh, hey, this was, it's this experiment, and they're trying to put, um, you know, characteristics of these animals into these animals. That can't just be delivered through dialogue. She has to pull out her phone and pull up a Wikipedia article that, for some reason, <laughs> just happens to have pictures of every animal she's talking about, and she just has to quickly scroll through to show the rock a picture of a whale or, you know, a monkey. And I mean, I'm sure he knows what those animals are. There's no reason for that other than like, Oh, do we get some Wikipedia product placement money? I mean, stuff like that is the kind of stuff that does bother me. It's like, what? That's so it's just stupid. Um, but yeah, with, with the sciencey stuff, I, I think that, you know, and any fan of this movie that's listening is going to say, like, well, you know, it's just a dumb B movie, you know, whatever, you know. But the, the problem with that is that's not the way this, the director and the production team thought of this. Like, they thought they were, like we said earlier, like, the just the general premise of Rampage was too silly. It's like, for a Rampage movie, you're going to dismiss it as too silly? What? Why? I mean, it it should be silly. So the fact that they were trying to avoid silliness is kind of the problem here, and that nothing can be ha- can be used to hammer that fact home than this quote from an IGN article. Uh, they did a behind-the-scenes piece on the movie. Um, and I'm just going to read it to you, and it's hard to even talk about for me without laughing, just because I don't know what they thought they were making. So... Um, this, uh, article, um, this passage is, uh, the Rampage creative team worked with a professor, a professor, Matt, <laughs> at the University I, of yeah. Southern California to make sure the designs for the mutating creatures were based in some semblance of reality. 
From there, they mapped out how the villain's pathogen would really affect animals' genetic codes to make sure the creature design choices would be grounded so that when a crocodile sprouts a tusk unexpectedly, that random mutation has a basis in scientific fact. <laughs> oh my God. They know this is a they know this is rampage, right? That's actually dumber than the game, I think. <laughs> like dumber than the game concept. And and is and that's the stuff that like that's the stuff that honestly doesn't work in this movie. Why, why not just like give the crocodile tusk because you want to make it look different than just a normal crocodile? Right. Like, I mean, like, I yeah, I don't know why. Like, how, why are they wasting money hiring professors? <laughs> To tell them what a fictional pathogen would do to a crocodile. Well, uh, speaking of all the science and stuff, by the way, uh, did it like you know anytime that like there anytime something is on the ground, there's like a million bugs within five feet of that, and wouldn't like there be a million bugs running around that are like huge and mutated and stuff? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't get that either, but yeah, apparently <laughs> it only works if like. Uh, you know, it lands like it lands in the the park, and George walk walks up to it and does like uh you know the Stephen King from Creep Show, <laughs> where he just like, oh, what's that? And it just sprays in his face. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It's it's that it's that stuff that really kind of makes this movie not what it should be. And and it's interesting because we're we're kind of get back to characters a little bit. It seems like the General consensus with the characters is the villains, uh, played by Malin Ackerman and Jake Lacey, is the brother and sister who are you know responsible for this um, this uh, uh, pathogen, um, which they've called Project Rampage for some reason. I don't I don't know why <laughs> you probably would... named after the game that's in their office. Well, yeah. First of all, <laughs> they have a Rampage arcade game in their office. <laughs> Secondly, why would you name a genetic science pro experiment project rampage they they wanted to keep it secret remember that's <laughs> what are you guys working on uh rampage what um but speaking of those two characters the general consensus has been like i really didn't like them they're too cartoony too over the top villain too the uh, they're so evil they're goofy they seem like cartoon characters and see for me those seem like the only characters, the only actors that seemed like they realized they were in a Rampage movie. Uh, sort of, I, I thought... Like, everyone else is just playing it so straight and so serious. They were, I thought they were more refreshing because it's like, okay, these are characters that I would expect in a movie version of Rampage. Like, it should be broad and over-the-top and cartoony and and comical and you know the villains should be like mustache twirling evil doers and so you, you know, wanted you wanted legends of tomorrow meets rampage is what you wanted basically. well i wanted rampage and these are the only <laughs> characters that feel like they come from rampage i, I think the rock goes back and forth a bit the, you're right that the, the film is completely totally confused like totally confused the movie opens up with like a scene from alien almost where there's like very grim and dark and ominous and then you get these like sex jokes about five minutes later and then it, it's it's one of those things that goes so far like so far back and forth that it kind of gets hard to relate until the monsters start doing their thing and for me the brother is i don't know he's, he's so much of an idiot that like i i just 
I wish he almost wasn't there, but I understand why you might find that approach refreshing. For me, it kind of falls flat. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, that was attractive because, like, that's part of, like, I think the movie works when it remembers that it's a Rampage movie and it remembers that it's a stupid cartoon. It doesn't work when it's, like, science and, uh, you know, serious business and straight man you know the rock and you know i mean that's when i don't think it works so much but like it's speaking of like the cartooniness and stuff like this movie is oddly gory and there are moments there are moments where it is they use that with like the same kind of mean-spirited violence of the games like for instance uh one of the villain care well both the villain characters uh get you know gruesome demises but the <laughs> well I, I mean i i don't know i guess it's fine to do spoilers at this point the movie's been out for a week and anyone that is interested has probably seen it already but um so the brother uh like his death is hilarious it's <laughs> and it's super violent and Did you like Negan's reaction to it he's like no <laughs> yeah and jeffrey dean morgan has a hilarious reaction to it and it's like, okay, this is what the whole, this is, this needed to be, like, the tone of the whole movie. Just the dark humor, um, over the top, uh, like, that, that to me, when the movie remembers it's a Rampage movie, and it adds that, it has that mean-spirited kind of dark humor, and it's not afraid to, like, go all out, with whether it's gore or you know just crazy you know outlandish moments that's when the movie works that's why the third act works so well when they get to the fight in the city the actual rampage i mean it's hilarious to see george punch through a building and put a guy in his mouth it's hilarious to see him tear off a giant dave and buster's sign you know but there's not enough of that and when the movie remembers it's a rampage movie it's really fun but for the most part it's going for this like dna um you know kind of nature versus humanity science stuff when it gets into that and it gets convoluted that's when it starts to become a bore, but then every, like, 15 minutes or so, it'll be like, oh, wait, huh? It's a Rampage movie. Yeah, here's a crazy death scene. And it's like, okay, that's what I wanted. Um, so that's why, like, the movie overall is just a very mixed bag, and it just seems like it's trying to do too many things and be too many things. Um, I mean, some of the stuff does work well. Like I said, when it remember when it does kind of get back into that mean streak and um goes like out there with some of the the humor or some of the deaths or some of the dark comedy that's when it really works um i also do think that um uh the rock and um george i think their relationship actually is um it's gonna sound silly because i'm talking about rampage but it, it is heartfelt it is genuine it does feel genuine um it doesn't feel too much on the side of you know audience manipulation which would have been very easy to do it's a very kind of mighty joe young um kind of kind of relationship and that stuff all works great um but yeah you throw in those supporting characters and all of the the fake but real according to the director science 
Um, and you know, that's when the movie kind of slows down. Um, it is paid off really well in the last act, um, when George, Lizzie and Ralph converge on Chicago and start fighting. But, um, before that point, you know, if you lost maybe 10, 15 minutes, um, I'd probably be a little more forgiving, but there's just a little too much nonsense in there that just, uh, just feels extra and, um, and man, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a great, yeah, man, Negan. He's, yeah. he's, for now and forever. He's, <laughs> he, Negan. he's a great actor, but man, he rolled into this set doing that. He was getting a paycheck. Is yeah. what he was doing. This is the easiest check he's ever gotten. He rolled <laughs> into that set doing the Negan back lean and he just, you know, he just did not switch his brain off <laughs> from Negan, you know? <laughs> uh, so... Okay, I should I should preface my comments by saying I actually enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed it way more more than it. I mean, the 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 enjoyment level that I had in the theater, like I was just smiling from ear to ear, honestly, during the the climax. Oh, I of did the film. too. I, I I mean, I'm coming down on a lot of the stuff that I take issue with, but I I, I did enjoy watching it. For for me though, those the things I talked about are things that might prevent me from watching it over and over you know but, um but okay. no, but I, I no need... that that last battle is killer it, it's great um but and... is it as killer as the rock getting shot in the stomach and then that basically being forgotten about he's like oh she missed the vital <laughs> organs it's fine oh like, yeah i forgot that, that line <laughs> i mean to <laughs> just talk uh, yeah wh- where's the real science behind a man getting shot in the stomach and being just fine just because it missed vital organs and it, not it, only is he fine but just minutes later i mean he's piloting helicopters he <laughs> he literally runs into battle with george to fight uh lizzie and ralph and it, it, he, he just might as well have just not gotten shot i just <laughs> where's, yeah, where's the real science was... behind that brad payton i want to know <laughs> oh man that, that's one of the like i'm like that's not how <laughs> Uh, Keep in mind, this is the same director that directed San Andreas, which has a scene where the Rock has to like punch a helicopter off of a mountain or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, all this, all the stuff that I liked in the film is is basically going to come down to the Rock and the monsters, and all the other stuff is is. Eh. Honestly, that's how it is. But it's it's enjoyable. Like I like this more than Pacific Rim Uprising. <clears throat> I had more fun. The monster battles are fantastic. Surprisingly, the special effects. Oh, there's a there's a couple spots that I thought looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Overall, I thought were actually pretty. Oh, good. The, they're I, great. I um, and I mean, to, it, it, when I saw that Weta did them, I mean, I'm like, okay, that's to be expected. I mean, um, all due respect to ILM. ILM's great, but when it comes to CG, I Weta just those guys have it down, man. I mean, they continue to impress, especially with apes. Um, and, you know, I mean, think about what what is done in terms of CG apes alone. I mean, um, their work on uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong was groundbreaking. Uh, and that continued through all three of the recent Planet of the Apes movies. And you see that again with George. George is an incredible special effect. He looks great. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I mean, seriously, I mean, people want, or people like to, you know, including us sometimes, you know, kind of crap on CG at times. But, I mean, when it's done good, like it is in this movie, like, 
it's really really good um yeah, I really don't have... I think Ralph is... Of the three monsters, Ralph is probably the one that had the most CG issues, but overall, uh, I thought the effects in the movie were, were excellent, really. Which uh, which monster was your favorite, out of curiosity? Because mine is, is actually Ralph. Uh, mine was Lizzie. Um, it's not the video game version of Lizzie, but it's a pretty cool one. Um... <clears throat> Uh, Ralph, I mean, I, I thought they were all good. Um, Lizzie, I think, is the one where they really took the most advantage of the aspect of, okay, the, we're going to mod this creature is modified with parts of this other animal, this animal, this animal. So Lizzie has, you know, kind of a tusks like a warthog. Lizzie has like a frill um, on her neck. Lizzie has, um, you know, this armored back. Lizzie just has all these cool features um, that I felt like made her stand out from the other two. And then that would be followed by Ralph, because Ralph, you know, he grows porcupine spines, and you know, he can do other things like that. Um, and then I, I thought George was a great character, but I, I mean... Basically, I, mighty, he is literally Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. That's what he is. And he's the only one who, you know, the the traits from the other animals that he inherits from the gas, he's the only one that doesn't show them physically, you know? And I think that was because they were like, okay, George has to stay the good guy. So he just has to stay the same. He just has to be the ape. But, um, I don't know. They could have gone a little bit further with him. I mean, they, there are other, th like they say he has a healing factor now that he inherits from some spider monkey or something. But <laughs> as, as far as like physical traits, he doesn't have, you know, he's not growing spines or doing anything like that. I, they could have gone a little further with that concept for him. Um, but overall, I, I, I was delighted with um, all three monsters more than I thought. Um, <clears throat> uh, and uh, well, here I, I have a question for you because you're, you're, you're notoriously... I think at this point, kind of nitpicky when it comes to, okay, you have a property and you have a character, these radical redesigns. I remember when the Power Rangers movie was coming out, you, uh, one of the reasons you were skeptical of that movie before you saw it was the, the new Zord designs, you know, the, the mammoth Zord has six legs, the Megazord looks really different. I, I mean, where where would you how would you does that make you feel a certain way with this because for example Lizzie is not you know a more a, the, like a dinosaurian lizard like in the game Lizzie is and this is not it's a completely different thing and like they all are like is that something that you've thought about with this or just because it's you know a dumb old video game did you just not even think about it I, I mean. Obviously, they're, they're very different, but they sort of, in one respect, I think they kind of had to be, especially with the story that they picked. I don't really care, to be honest, mm -hmm. with it. I'm not invested in the property. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think when I, obviously, when you have a disconnection with the property, you're way more lenient on whatever changes are typically made. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that bothered me, well, two things. Um, especially in the last act. The first one I'll get out of the way because it's probably the quickest and easiest to talk about is, um, so we've talked a lot about these monster movies and how a lot of the times, you know, 
the the goal is to make an interesting and fun and cool set piece. So certain movies will kind of the scale of certain creatures will be different from scene to scene. Um, now this movie is probably the worst offender of that that I've seen in a, I don't even know how long. But uh, especially with George, I mean, when he's interacting with the Rock, he seems smaller. And then when he's, like, fighting Lizzie, he seems, like, huge. And then at the end, when, you know, (laughs) at at the end, when he, you know, the Rock, uh, you know, gives him a fist bump, like, the Rock is tiny. But then, like, a few moments ago, they, when they're standing side by side, you know, I mean, probably just, oh, it's a more dynamic shot. You know, they, he seems much smaller. Like, this movie was all over the map with, you know, the monster's scale being consistent. And, like, I'm not usually this guy, but in this movie, it actually bothered me. It was distracting at times. I think only, I really only noticed it for George, though. Um, and I noticed it being like in the final, like he, there's a sequence where like George is, he's climbing through the buildings and stuff like that. And he looks kind of, like it's just, it, the fluctuation is noticeable and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that, that bothered me. Uh, and then the second thing I have is, and this goes back to the movie, not really knowing how to handle itself is the treatment of the destruction and the loss of life. Um, a rampage movie should be gleeful about that. Um, <laughs> obviously I think a lot of people, unless your name is Zack Snyder, um, are a little more sensitive to that. And, you know, this post nine 11 world. Um, but you know, I mean, let's be honest, part of rampage, a property is, revels in its tastelessness um but there are scenes in this that bother me because you know this movie wants you to cheer at the destruction the violence in that last battle and that's obvious by the way it's shot the way it's scored the way it's edited um the way it's performed by not just the human the rock but you know the the monsters uh and then at the end you know, when, you know, George kind of takes, you think George is going to be sacrificing his life, you know, they have these shots of, I mean, it's deliberate. There's no way you can convince me it's not deliberate of what I would call 9-11 imagery, whether it's, you know, a skyscraper falling or firemen uh, helping people out of rubble. And that made me uncomfortable because I think the idea there is for the, I think they're saying like, oh, look, we, uh, we caused all this, but we're acknowledging the loss of life. It's okay. Um, whereas, you know, most monster movies, kaiju movies, will have like a throwaway line of dialogue. Oh, evacuate the city, you know, show people running, and that's it. Um, or you could be like Pacific Rim and really kind of use the... the the opportunities to show the way shelters worked and to really kind of say something about the cost of human lives. So you can handle it both ways. But what bothered me was like me as an audience member, I'm reveling in the, this, this destruction. And sometimes that destruction is used as, you know, a kind of 
fun, mean-spirited humor. And then to add that, it just seemed very tone-deaf. <laughs> um, and it's it's like, you, you can't revel in destruction and death as much as this movie does and want the audience to participate a, in it. And then turn around and say, "No, I have. I do have some. I this. Uh, I also have something serious to say about the cost of human life." I don't know that that irritated me, and I I feel like they would have been better off if they just left that out and said, "Look, this is a rampage movie. We're gonna be destructive, and we're gonna like it. Not we're gonna be destructive. We're gonna like it, and then we're gonna include this as like an apology for it." Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, and I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm not making any sense. I don't know. Did, did what? Do you have? I, any? Know, I noticed it. I immediately thought of 9/11 imagery. I thought of like the Cloverfield thing, where you know the building falls and there's building like dust going through the air, and and then you see people walking. And if I remember correctly, like that scene is actually shot in like slow motion. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, it's pretty. It's on the nose. I don't think you're wrong. I also don't think that judging by all the stuff that we talked about tonight that they put enough thought into what their tone was going to be. I mean, and the whole thing about this is I would have preferred, and I told you this before, like I think they should have used the original ending, which was they should have killed off George. I thought that could have been more meaningful because they had set that up to be kind of a, like it's, it's, there's going to be a cost maybe with yeah. this film and they could have had that payoff. And then instead they have a long drawn out thing where George is just faking his own death followed by, sex jokes and <laughs> i don't know that that was kind of annoying i understand the idea of we want to have a happy ending i thought they could have done something better than that mm -hmm. um possibly this is setting up for a sequel i don't know but like eh, i, I it, it, the, the movie is definitely tone deaf it doesn't really quite understand what it wants to be does it want to be serious does it want to be a comedy does it want to say something about the destruction of the city like we don't know we can't tell because you're saying yeah. everything at one time yeah it's 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 jump it's, it's just jumbled and um it just needs to pick a side <laughs> you know but yeah it, it it just seemed odd for a movie that was so gleeful in its destruction to turn around and s try and actually say something about human life it's like <laughs> I don't know. Can you do that? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to do it, you need to treat it like you need to think about it. You need to think about it the way, you know, Pacific Rim thinks about it, the way, you know, Cloverfield thinks about it or, you know, certain Godzilla movies, you know, certain Showa movies think about it. You, you Just to toss it in after you've asked me to buy into and enjoy all this destruction is just like. Ugh. It's like, you know, Zack Snyder following up Man of Steel where they did the same thing. They just wrecked everything. And then it's like, oh, uh, well, to show that I'm sorry about that, you know, Batman's mad about it, too. Like, I mean, you can't. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, I just don't. I just, it just felt like a cheap ploy. To uh, me. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. I, I, I think we can look at stuff like that and say, like, these are obvious flaws. And, and the fact of the matter is I still walked away with the. I had a really good time watching the movie. Like, it's not because it's good. I, I, I love, I love the idea of what Tom did on our recent episode with him, where he had that negative scale, which is what I think this film would very much fall into. Like, it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And the idea of a negative scale is the further away you are from zero, 
the more enjoyable it is as a bad movie. Um, so, I mean, on a negative scale, I would give this, like, a negative three. You know, it's it doesn't get... It's not Troll 2 or The Room where it's so bad that it's just amazing to watch and you love it, but it's, you know, you you will have fun with... I mean, a lot of the gripes we're talking about are honestly things that I think are funny. You know, I, I think <laughs> sometimes just incompetent storytelling or filmmaking can be funny and it can add to the fun. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of that here. Um, if I'm using our traditional scale, though, I would probably rate it the same as I did Pacific Rim Uprising, which would be a two out of five, um, just to balance the fun, the frustrating parts and the stuff that just doesn't work. And the stuff that does work to balance them all together, I'd have a weighted average of like two out of five. Um, I think it's it's going to sound strange. I think it's a better movie than Uprising in that it's not as sloppy, it's not as convoluted, um, but it's just dumber. It's just stupider. <laughs> so you kind of have a wash there. Um, I would probably rather watch Uprising just because I'm more into the mythology and you know there's more characters that i would connect to um but uh yeah it's, it's about the same level um as as uprising so it's um it's a movie that i mean if you're interested i would honestly say if you're not like super eager to go see it there's really it's not the kind of thing you need to carve out time of your day and go pay and go to the movie theater and put up with a annoying audience members and overpriced snacks. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, you know, you could just wait to rent it. And it's a movie that if, if you rented it, you wouldn't regret watching it. But it's not quite something you're going to want to put on your Blu-ray shelf either. You know, it's a, it's a rental and it's a good rental. It, it, you will have fun with it, but I, I'm not sure how rewatchable you would find it. But um yeah, it's 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 a it's a movie you would rent and enjoy, and you know, like just like me, I I saw it, I had fun, it was a good one time watch, but it's not something I'm going to go back to too often. So I liked it more than you. I liked it more than Uprising. I'm only going to rate this in the negative scale and say it's a three and a half, and it's a solid three and a half for me. Like my enjoyment level, I I just I had a lot of fun with it, flaws and all, like dumb as it is. This is something that I'll probably eventually purchase. I won't you know go out and buy it for. $25 or whatever it comes out but it's This is like point, a good like it's Black $5, Friday. It's, yeah, it's Black, Black Friday. Friday and the recent movies are like 5 bucks on Blu-ray. Like that's that's this this is that kind of movie. You know, it's not but yeah, it's not something you need to go nuts about. But yeah, I mean like for me that's that's kind of I I think it's a good half step above Uprising in terms of my enjoyment level. And I really for me what's what what sells this this film is the ferocity of the monster fights like they're very animalistic whereas like with uprising you got a lot of like ninja bots and stuff it's yeah <laughs> well no that, that that's something that um i mean we've mentioned it a few times but i really can't hammer home the how please aside from that cheap 9-11 stuff at the at the very end of it i really thought the last battle was pretty spectacular and just a lot of fun um and, you know, overall, it's a pretty fun movie. I think that you could, I think if certain parts of it weren't treated so seriously, you could trim it up and have a you better... You 20 minutes out yeah, of it. Yeah, you could trim it up um, and have a better, more tight 
uh, and cohesive piece. But as it is, it's still it's pretty fun. But it's not you know, it's not like the kind of fun that you. It's not you know, Avengers fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good kind of like check it out, enjoy it, and then forget about it kind of movie. Um, is there any other, let's see here. Yeah, I think we got, do we have some trivia left? Um, that's a good question. Do we? Um, 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 uh, I think we covered. Oh yeah. I think we pretty much covered it. Um, I do think, I mean, and, and I said this when the trailers were coming out and I, I, I hate being that guy where, you know, it's like, oh, I see a movie and. It's not what I wanted it to be, so I'm going to hate on it. So I've avoided that. But I honestly think the proper approach to this property of Rampage isn't to write off the premise as silly. It's to embrace the silliness and make something more fun, uh, more, more, more light, more comedic. Like, I, I always said... Um, if you want to see what ramp, if you want to know what a rampage movie should be, it should be like Mars Attacks with giant monsters. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that's. I think that's fair, and I also think that they had. They they did have a cast that could have done that. I mean, The Rock is a, is a perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got great comedic timing, um, and I mean, the villains in this, you just plug them into that concept. They don't even need to change. Even Negan can be Negan. You know, but but yeah, I I think that the mistake was in saying we want to ground it. You know, I I think they should have embraced what it was instead of trying to get away from it. And I I and I mean, and they just took that too far. I mean, hiring scientists to advise <laughs> on it. I mean, they they took that idea too far. I think and um. And I'm getting kind of frustrated with these movies that are stupid, but like they need, they either need to go full, like treat themselves as like serious, real movies, or they need to go full crazy stupid with it. Like I'm thinking like Jurassic World. It's a, it's a dumb movie, but it also tries to be like serious or uprising. I mean, like if you're going to go nuts, go nuts, swing for the fences. And that's actually one of the things that is why like, I I do enjoy stuff like the Asylum a little more. Like if the, you have a concept like Sharknado, you're gonna go all out and just go ape shit with it. You know, you're not gonna try and ground it in science. You're not gonna try to do anything like that. And um, I mean, I, I we can we'll probably get into like a trailer talk on another episode or something. But that's another thing that like the the trailer for the Meg came out, and it's like. I think it looks awesome. In, like, well, it looks like it could be a fun. Yeah, it could be like it could be fun in that way. But like after I've seen Lava Shark, Swamp Shark, Super Shark, Sharknadoes one through five, um, <laughs> Sand Sharks, uh, Ghost Shark, Shark Exorcist. Uh, that is a lot of shark movies, man. I am astounded. I mean, I could. Keep that is that is twenty four hours of your life that you will never get back. Uh, I just want you to know. Uh, trailer Park Shark Attack, Atomic <laughs> Shark. I mean, I can go on. But after shark movies on sci- made by sci-fi or the asylum or you know Sharktopus, Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. I mean, by the t- by the time those movies have gone so out there and swung for the fences and done this something radical, 
I mean, if you're going to give me a Hollywood blockbuster dumb shark movie, you really got to bring it and you really got to swing for the fences. And that's why these movies like Rampage, where it's like, we're kind of a real movie, but like, we're kind of not. It's like, go one way or the other. Get, get off the fence. Either go all, go full stupid or go full hard sci-fi, whatever. When you try to do both, you run into problems. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I also think that, like, for me, the I don't have as much frustration with those things. And, and the reason I don't is because the climax works so well. Like, if the climax it was dissatisfying, like, I'm going to be more reflective on all the other flaws in the movie. But I think with the, with a movie like this that is so uneven, the stuff that works for me works so well that like i kind of just don't care enough <laughs> about the other things i mean honestly yeah. like well no that, yeah, that that approach makes sense but like that's how movies like this get you because i remember i walked I'm, out I'm, of, see, well, no no i remember i walked out of jurassic world the first time i saw it and i was like that was so much fun that was great that last battle scene was amazing and then like i watched it again when it came out on blu-ray and i was like it ended on a high note, on a really high note. It ended on such a high note that I forgot all this bullshit that came before it, you know. And so it doesn't live. It doesn't work as well on rewatches. So it'll be interesting to see how you see how you feel next time you watch it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can definitely see something over time like Movies this. Like or this tri- they World. trick you, <laughs> dude. Jurassic World. That might have been like one of my top three favorite movies. That the year that it came out, I had so much fun in the theater. Like it was just. It, Have you watched it, it since? No, and I and I, I own it, but I haven't like gone back and watched the whole thing. Well, try. I mean, honestly, try it because it, it like it's a movie that takes you out on such a high that you almost forget like everything that came before it, and like that's what Rampage does. It does it well, but it's gonna be the the kind of thing that's gonna damage. Uh, rewatches at least for me yeah that's probably true i mean but you get like 25 minutes of this awesome you know spectacle and like for me all right that's like that's what they're going for that's what that's what they spent most their time on because it clearly wasn't the script um (laughs) right (laughs) so like i'm gonna enjoy that for what it is And and i'm okay you know like sometimes with movies like this um and especially being like godzilla fans and there's some there's some questionable Godzilla films that, you know, I enjoy, but I enjoy them for what they are. Like, you can't look beyond that, I think. Hey, I, before we end, I have a question. Yeah. So, uh, the villains, the brother, like, every time he, he's in a scene, like, he's eating something, and there's a scene, like, where he's eating a Pop-Tart, and it's in, like, this weird, like, pouch, like a Pop-Tart holder. What is that thing? And is that like a, is that like a real thing that I can get? Are you are you saying is that like a white people thing? Is that I mean, no, is it like a thing that exists? I don't like, know. And what's it called? Uh, man, I I I have no idea. I mean, I when I when I eat pop tarts, which is like never when I have eaten them, like they just get all crummy and go everywhere. But that's because I don't have that thing, I guess. Well, maybe you should invest in one. You know, it's weird. Oh, I don't. A lot of people, I don't feel like remember that they're supposed to be toasted. Uh, yeah. I mean, they they are, and I don't think it makes a difference. They still taste like shit. Like, <laughs> and, come on, man. I like. Come on, man. Don't, I like pop tart. 
Rampage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go see it or don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. <Later>. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting out of here.